Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome to episode number 113 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. I'm a little afraid of our theme today. I'm not sure I want to even (laughs) say what it is. Okay. I don't know where you got it, Cheryl, but the theme is Yanny and Laurel. So, yeah, Yanny and Laurel. A week or so ago, a, a topic became so flammable as to threaten to rip apart the very fabric of our families. This topic created tension around dinner tables, in carpools, and grabbed the attention of people all across the globe. So volatile was this argument that it was commented on by people holding the highest offices in the most powerful nation in the world. I speak, of course, of the great debate over Yanni versus Laurel. Well, if you have been living in a cave or maybe just have what we like to call a life, you may not know about the Yanni Laurel clash. But some madman somewhere posted an audio clip online that some will swear sounds like a human voice saying the name Yanni, while others will go to their grave believing that they clearly heard the name Laurel being spoken. This, in a nutshell, is what it is like to watch what used to be the nightly network news, but now is much more like a gossip mill. One channel will interpret the day's events in one way, and if you flip the channel, you will hear the exact same events being described in ways that leave you blinking in disbelief at how far off the mark they are. Well, one comical yet perhaps very telling part of this worldwide news event is that the New York Times actually created a tool allowing us to manipulate the way that the audio file is heard so that depending on how you use the tool, one can choose to hear Yanny or Laurel. Not terribly unlike the verbal and visual manipulations taking place on the aforementioned network news channels. Take a glance at any news story involving firearms and our Second Amendment rights, and you will see this kind of manipulation in full display. Uh, One network will say, for example, that a person has a firearms collection. The other station will call that collection an arsenal of weaponry. One station will say that guns are used every day by responsibly armed citizens for sport and personal safety, while the other station insists that guns are only ever used as weapons of war and destruction. Both stations agree that something must be done about the horrible murders in our nation's schools. But that something on one network is to employ self-defense training and tactics, while the other seeks ever more oppressive laws to place over American citizens. The truth of all of this is that we humans do interpret things differently. We witness a car accident and honestly offer differing eyewitness accounts to what we saw and heard happen. We have biases and viewpoints rooted in our own personal history and experience. And these differences are real. They aren't easily wiped away by one side yelling louder at the other side. If you heard Yanny, you clearly aren't going to be swayed by your friends berating you that you should have heard Laurel. So where does that leave us? 
Are we to be forever divided by our deeply held beliefs? Or can we perhaps teach others how to hear and see what we hear and see? The New York Times did. They allowed us with the tool they created to slow down what was being said, allowing others to experience the world in the ways we do. Perhaps while this tool and any tool can be used for ill, in this case to manipulate the audience, that very same tool can also be used for good, in this case as a way to influence others. The key is to find the teachable moments in the madness. It is up to us in this generation to begin at home to instill the values of logic, truth, and critical thinking, and to educate our children on how our nation was formed, fought for, and preserved so that those who seek to actively confuse and confound our future generations with manipulated phrases will have a much harder time dividing us along the lines of divisive topics. We humans will always see things differently, but when the lessons of history have been ingrained and passed along to tomorrow's leaders, we can trust that wisdom will guide them in the serious and important debates and in the lighthearted disagreements over things like Yanni and Laurel. Dan? Wow, because I listened to that. I put my earphones on. Yeah. I got really quiet. Yeah. And I slowed it down really slow. Yeah. And all I could hear is, buy another vintage World War II gun. <laughs> That's all I heard. <laughs> and then there's that. Yes. Uh, any any excuse for Dan to buy hey. add to our collection, right? <clears throat> yeah. Hey, we got a great lineup today. We and do. I want to get started with that right away. We have Kelly Ward in our first hour. She's a former Arizona State Senator and currently a 2018 Republican candidate for U.S. Senate. Senator. During her term in the state legislature, she induced the AZ Fourth Amendment Protection Act, passed legislation for supported small businesses, the Second Amendment, and decreased the size of government. Mm -hmm. She's done a lot of stuff. Absolutely. And going from an Arizona state senator to a U.S. senator, that's that's interesting. And I think she's pretty pretty great. She's the energizer bunny. Yeah, she is. She's on it right now. She's on it. We also have Dick Heller. Wow, Dick Heller is going to be on today? Mm-hmm. The, Ares, the American patriot who s- took his Second Amendment-based legal case all the way to the Supreme Court. Y'all remember that, right? His landmark case, Heller versus D.C., impacted the legal interpretation of the Second Amendment to protect an individual's right to pes- possess a firearm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's affecting us right now. He's such... A, a powerful story of what one person can do and I, I'm just super excited to have him on. We also have Randy Rogers. She is a competitive shooter and sales and marketing manager manager for Comptac Victory Gear with over 55 world and national titles in seven different shooting disciplines including a gold and two bronze medals in IPSC World Championships. Randy is here to talk about her journey into the world of firearms. Yeah, talk about an accomplished shooter. Holy cow. I got tired just thinking about it. <laughs> I know. What a competitor. Our second hour, we have Tina Martin, is the owner-operator of Shield Maiden Defense, which specializes in the training of effective instructors for teaching women shooters. As a former scientist, mother of three, and a three-gun comp- competitor, she brings a diverse background to quickly understand and effectively communicate techniques. We're going to talk with her about teaching ladies three-gun and bushcraft. Mm-hmm. We also have Sina Kerr, sorry, Arizona State Senator who was appointed and sworn into office on January 8, 2018, following a vacancy of the Senate seat. Her districts include Western Maricopa County to Yuma, she also serves on the Arizona Farm Bureau Federation Board of Directors and is the Farm Bureau's Women's Leadership Chair. She is here to talk to us about the issues she is passionate about, including family and children issues, veterans and military issues. Five consecutive generations in her family have served in the military and educational issues. We also have Matt Best. 
He is currently the vice president of Black Rifle Coffee. That's the coffee, drinking coffee thing, right? Yeah, it's my beverage that I'm enjoying right now. Let me slurp it for you. Get a, she, <laughs> she, she injects, just so you know, she injects coffee, okay? She doesn't drink it, she injects it. Well, anyway, Matt has joined the Army at the age of 17 and deployed five times to Iraq and Afghanistan with, second, with the 2nd Ranger Battalion, 75th Ranger Regiment. After leaving military service, Matt deployed to a variety of areas overseas as a contractor over the course of five years with the CIA. He is here to talk to us about the mission of Black Rifle Coffee Company. So he went and did all this stuff, mm-hmm. and now he's making coffee? Uh, yeah, because he's got his priorities in line. We got to have our coffee, and it's got to be good coffee. And it's mission accomplished as far as Um. I'm concerned. All right. We also have our responsibly armed citizen report and Dan's commentary. Mm, Maybe. Uh, You keep saying maybe, and then you deliver. So I need this sign. I need a sign to come hit me (laughs) over the head. Not you, Cheryl. (laughs) Yeah, I can handle that. Is that a personal challenge? Well, I am really excited about today's show, um, but I do want to mention that we are recording pretty early. We are in the studio on Wednesday, May 30th. This show won't air until Saturday, June 9th. And so if some big news event happens between now and then, uh, we're not ignoring it. We just, we don't know about it because it hasn't happened yet. And I almost hate to say that because almost always when I say that, some big news event happens. Well, the good news is that we're going to the NSSF summit in mm-hmm. uh san where is it at in south south carolina south carolina hilton head island never so, been there so getting together with a lot of fellow firearms industry people and i'm excited about that me too well uh one more thing i want to mention before we go to commercial is that this show is a proud member of the self-defense radio network uh, if you like the guests we have on this show, the content we have on this show, you are going to love all of the shows that are found on that network. So find out more and check out all of the great content at selfdefenseradio.net. So stick around because on the other side of these messages, we have Dr. Kelly Ward. She is a physician. She is a former Arizona state senator, and she is a the Republican candidate for U.S. Senator here in Arizona. Stick around. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. Absolutely. azfirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment. Staffed by knowledgeable people. azfirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. I'm Rob Morse from the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Each week we share stories about men and women who saved lives. Now I'm asking you to be a lifesaver as well. The Second Amendment Foundation protects our rights to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Today, they need our help. Please go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation. That's saf.org. Hi folks, I'm Don Carter. If you're looking for the biggest little gun shop in the West, look to azfirearms.com. They have 1,100 guns in stock and a knowledgeable staff to help you find just the right firearm for you. azfirearms.com is my nationwide hometown gun shop, and you should make it yours too. 
Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, we are excited for our show today and all the great guests we have. And our first guest is waiting in the wings, Dr. Kelly Ward, former Arizona state senator and current 2018 Republican candidate for U.S. Senator. During her two terms in the state legislature, she introduced the Arizona Fourth Amendment Protection Act, passed legislation that supported small businesses, the Second Amendment, and decreased the size of government. We are so excited to have you back on. Dr. Ward, are you with us? I am. Hi, Cheryl. Hi, Dan. How are you guys doing? Hi, Kelly. Thank you. I uh, We're doing great. I I'm not going to be able to talk because by the time you two start, so I'll just let you go. <laughs> He's met us. He knows us well. I think you know us. Yes, yes, I think you know us. So tell us, uh, let's just start with the campaign. What What's the latest update? Where are we on the timeline? Uh, you know, we citizens, we don't quite know our civics, so even helping people understand, oh, wait, you were a state senator, now you're going to go for U.S., what does that even mean? When are we voting? Just kind of fill in some of those gaps for, for those of us that stay just too busy to to tune in? Well, things are definitely heating up in Arizona, not just the weather, but in Mm -hmm. in the political arena as well. Um, You know, this is this summer is going to be when uh, everybody starts to see all of the campaign ads and getting phone calls and people knocking on your door to say, you know, who to vote for. And that's no different from, uh, you know, from our team. We've got an amazing team on the ground mm-hmm. all over the whole state, not just in Maricopa County, everywhere, making phone calls already, knocking on doors already. The voting starts at the beginning of August, and then uh, the primary day is August 28th. So we've got a lot of work to do. Arizona is, is uh, an interesting state because we have almost a month of early voting. Most states don't have that. Some people, some states have no early voting at all. Some have a week, some have two weeks, but we have almost a month, which is a big challenge for for campaigns and for candidates to try to keep track of who's already voted, who hasn't voted, uh, you know, and uh, and trying to get our people to the polls. And that's going to be the most important thing here is making sure that people who care about the Constitution, who care about our Second Amendment, who care about border security, who want a competent, qualified, capable person to go to Washington and represent them in a way that they could be proud of. That is, you know, in my opinion, not the way that Senator Flake and Senator McCain have done business. Mm-hmm. Then they have got to go to the polls in the primary mm-hmm. and and the vote. And I, you know, I, I say vote ward. <laughs> well, of course you do. <laughs> Absolutely. So you have you mentioned the border and that is a huge deal nationally, which you are going for a, 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 na- a national seat, a U.S. Senate seat. But it is very much a right here in our backyard, literally, uh, issue is what is going on with the border. And you've made a couple of trips down there in in different locations uh, just recently, right? Right, right. I've been down to the border many, many times. But just in the last couple of months, in March, I was down in Aravaca, in the Tucson sector, in April, I was in the Yuma sector, and I got to see the similarities and the differences. I think Yuma is doing a great job. It's one of the most secure sectors on the border. They um, they do have fencing. They have uh, resources that are there that are, are stopping a lot of the madness that happened before that fence was built. They used to have something called bonsai attacks, where hundreds oh, wow. of people would cross the border illegally at the same time, oh, wow. understanding that they would overwhelm our resources. Sure. But since those walls and those fences have gone up that stopped now over in the tucson sector it is the least secure of the 12 sectors along the border and you know i got to go down there with a rancher his name is mr mr chilton and he showed me the border he's got about fifty-five thousand acres that he ranches 25 miles are right on the border and the border is a lot of things but secure is not one of them mm-hmm. what is supposedly securing that border is four tiny strands of barbed wire oh my gosh and mr chilton can't, right he he's he's wiggled under said look i'm in mexico climbed back over and said i'm back in the united states and if i can do that anybody can mm-hmm. and it is a magnet for mm-hmm. people who are 
are bringing dangerous, dangerous uh, drugs, mm-hmm. illegal weapons, and people mm-hmm. across that border. So mm-hmm. we've got to build the wall to stop the madness. And that is one of those things at the the topic of our show today is that Yanny Laurel, you know, some people swear they hear one thing, other people swear they hear yeah. another. And the the border issue is so like that because some people, all they can think about is, you know, this daydreamy, rose-colored glasses uh, version of people are just wanting freedom and they're just coming here for freedom. Well, there are those people coming across the border and doing everything they can and risking their lives to be here. But there are also human traffickers i mean this has become a huge issue and a huge story that we are just now becoming aware of is um enslavement of people uh yes that that are being used for the sex trades and and who knows what else and then of course the the drug issues and all those things and we have four strands or two strands of barbed wire standing between or nothing or nothing nothing. And so we have to be able to uh, critically think and hold both realities in our mind at the same time and say, how do we protect these poor people that are being sucked into slavery and being brought in to the drug trade as mules just because that's maybe the only thing they see that can get them to a better life? If there's no chance of them getting across or a very little chance of them getting across, it's going to greatly diminish the numbers of people that are are getting sucked into this seedy and and dangerous life, right? It is. And, you know, the... the Mr. Chilton calls the, the people bringing all of these bad things to our country the druggers. They're the mm-hmm. drug cartels. Mm-hmm. And what the drug cartels have found is that they could sell a gun once, and they can sell a drug once, but they can sell a woman, or they can sell a child. Oh, a child. Right. Again and again and again for sex in the, in the majority of times. That's what they're selling them for. So don't get any rose-colored glasses ideas about what they're selling them for. Yeah. And then our government is actually many times completing that trafficking loop. So when these children come across the border, um, either accompanied or unaccompanied, they're trying to find relatives in the United States. And many of their relatives are illegally here as well. And you can't you don't even know if they're actually a relative. And we're delivering these children into Mm. the hands of people that we don't know what their plans are for those kids. That's got to stop. We've got to stop delivering members of the MS-13 gang of animals or monsters, whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. into our communities across this country and putting American citizens and legal immigrant immigrants that are in our communities at risk because that's who they prey upon. Mm. We have got to secure the border. And the people who want to come here for a better life have a path to do it. They don't have to come illegally. They can come legally. They can come to work. They can come to have a better life for themselves and their families. Um, And so once we secure the border, the things that are coming legally, people, um, commerce, of course, I want to have great commerce with Mexico. It's one of our great trade partners in Mm -hmm. Arizona and as the United States. Those things are going to be expedited and made easier once the border is secure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now, you are a doctor. You're a working physician in in addition to trying to serve your your nation, serve your state uh, by throwing your hat in the ring as a candidate and I just really my hat is off to you your your husband has served in the military recently um, yeah. uh, retired so thank your whole family for your service yeah just after 33 years Cheryl, oh you my know, gosh it's a short 33 years yeah. that you served, but yes, yes we are a proud patriotic military family that's oh. for sure that that's amazing but i bring up your that you're a, a physician and you're a doctor because there is an opioid crisis in the nation and you mm-hmm. just wrote an op-ed in fortune magazine helping us understand how that opioid crisis is tied to the insecure borders so can you talk yeah. to us a little bit about that yeah, yeah. You know, um, I, I was very honored for them to ask me to write that opinion editorial in Fortune. And, um, you know, the opioid crisis is killing tens of thousands of Americans every single year. Uh, look at look at Eric Bowling. You know, remember, he was on Fox News and his only child, Chase, died of an opioid overdose. Mm. And, you know, we're we're talking about these things. The drug cartels 
they understand business, okay? And they have rushed to produce deadly drugs, potentially deadly drugs, uh, using their transnational smuggling networks that specialize in the movement of drugs and people and weapons and cash back and forth across our open border. Mm. And uh, many of those drugs are coming to the United States from Mexico through Arizona, and we cannot, cannot make serious progress in countering. Really, it's a public health emergency without reasserting American control over our borders. If you just look at fentanyl, okay, fentanyl is a synthetic opioid. It, It has skyrocketed coming across the border over 600 percent um, over over 2016 and 2017. They, they, they bring it in in cars. They bring it in under their clothes. Um, they, see, they, they seized over 140 pounds, pounds of fentanyl, and it only takes a few grains. If a drug-sniffing dog sniffs a little sniff of it, they, they can die immediately. So 140 pounds, that's enough. To, to kill 32 million people, oh adults, 32 million adults. So it's got to stop. And it's not just over-prescribing, but over-prescribing is part of it. It's also illegal use of these substances when people uh, aren't using heroin um, or uh, methamphetamine or, you know, uh, those kinds of things. They are, you know, trying to get these pills that seem, I guess they seem safer to people because they are prescribed, right. but when people take them the wrong way, they can kill. Holy cow. I mean, that right there, it seems like it should move people to to consider the the darker side of having such a wide open border that we do. Yeah. Um, and stop just constantly painting it as, you know, but it's just people trying to have a better life. Um, it's really a problem and I'm, I'm so appreciative that has become, uh, top of mind for more people and that you're going to be in there, um, fighting for that. And we've run out of time, but can you just very quickly, as we go out, Dr. Kelly Ward, tell us how people can find out more about your, your campaign, what you stand for, and maybe even help support the campaign with their time or their donations. Yes, they, they can go to my website, kellyward.com, K-E-L-L-I-W-A-R-D.com, Kelly with an I. I care about the people. So go there. You can find out all about where I stand on the issues. You can volunteer. You can make donations because every single dollar does count. And then get involved with us on social media at Kelly Ward AZ across all social media platforms. We'd love to have your input, your conversation, um, and help us spread the word because we have a chance to have a senator we're proud of, not part of the swamp. Not you know, we I want to drain the swamp. I want an America first agenda. I want to keep America great in 2018, 2020, and beyond. And the way we do that is by electing new people to go to Washington DC and represent this great state. I look forward to working for you. Fantastic. Thank you so much, and best of luck, and God bless, Dr. Kelly Ward. Thanks, Cheryl. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. All right. Well, stick around. We still have Dick Heller, the American patriot who took his Second Amendment-based legal case all the way to the Supreme Court. Of course, the landmark case, Heller versus D.C., will be the topic of our next segment. Stick around. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold Auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at pottygoldestate.com. Auctions take place the first and third Tuesday of every month and are full of a great mix of antiques, collectibles, jewelry, guns, and coins. Visit our beautiful air-conditioned showroom off the I-10 at Dysart Road at 215 East Western Avenue in historic downtown Avondale. You will find a friendly and knowledgeable staff, comfortable chairs, and we even serve free birthday cake at every auction. Or bid from the comfort of your home at potofgoldestate.com. Don't miss out. Everything is going, going, gone at potofgoldestate.com. 
Hey everybody, this is Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan, world champion gunslinger and Hollywood gun coach. In the Westerns, there's always a good guy and a bad guy, and sometimes the ugly guy. And I always root for the good guy, which is why I'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com. They are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town. azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in Arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast. Long guns, pistols, hunting, military, law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family-owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan sent you. Thanks for sticking around. You are with Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. Well, we are so excited to bring on our next guest, Mr. Dick Heller. He is the American patriot who took his Second Amendment-based legal case all the way to the Supreme Court. His landmark case, Heller versus D.C., impacted the legal interpretation of the Second Amendment to protect an individual's right to possess a firearm. Welcome to the show, Mr. Heller. Uh, yes, dude Heller is here. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm laughing because I'd like you to repeat that hero introduction because to my wife, I'm just the messy husband. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. And that just shows you so many things. Like, first of all, that you're just so down to earth and you're just you're you're just one of us. Right. But you are an example of what one person can do when you set your mind to it and you don't give up. And that is what is so powerful about your personal story and will impact, uh, has impacted our lives for, um, for the good. And so I really, I, I appreciate you uh, expressing that and, and helping people understand that you are, you're just a guy, you know? Uh, Laura, uh, Cheryl, I should hire you as my editor or something. <laughs> I'll, I'll just follow I you just, around and tell, narrate. Tell everybody, I'm, I'm a dude that used to, in my uh, late 20s, I drink beer, drive Corvettes, and do whatever women told me to do. <laughs> and, That's a pretty and good then, job. Then the gunfight started because after I bought my house, just a, uh, like a few weeks later, I said, gee, uh, I'm living in D.C. now. I need a firearm. And there were no laws back then. Mm. So I just went to Maryland, Mm -hmm. notice crossing a state line, Mm -hmm. uh, bought a gun, no NICS test, brought it home, and uh, learned to use it. And uh, then three months later, the D.C. said, oh, we don't like firearms, uh, so throw them away. (laughs) And I don't think so. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think so either. My gun was a work of art. Uh, it was a I, my favorite program is Matt Dillon on Gun Smoke. Yeah, and I could have a gun like he had. Yeah, and that's what started it. Well, and that's so funny that that you say that that you know it, you you valued the gun not just for the tool that it was to help you defend your your life and your home and all of that, but as a work of art because what Danzo was saying is like in the movies and stuff. When they tell him, throw down your weapons. and No, we set the weapon down. We don't, first of all, it's not a weapon, it's a gun. <laughs> but, but, Dick, they are a work of art. But I, I just want to make a comment that I don't think that we would be able to be in the position we're in today without your efforts. I think that the Obama, Obama administration would have took advantage of the non-clarification of the Second Amendment, and they would have took our guns away. So you did that, and I really appreciate what you've done. Well, uh, well, you make it sound like I'm 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 the guy with the finger in the dike. Gosh, <laughs> I just wanted my gun. Well, you know, there's a lot of us that have our fingers in the dike, and you're the one that had the biggest uh, finger in the <laughs> dike, I guess. But we all need well, to keep on this, and you're a great example of that. 
let me tell you what what really what happened is when you stick your finger in the dike, all of a sudden, believe it or not, two years later there were seventy five cases uh, in the court Whoa. by twenty ten, and and it my mouth fell open because I was with uh, Wayne Lapierre and uh, um, Alan. Um, Gottlieb of mm-hmm. S. Second Amendment Foundation mm-hmm. in New York, uh, who were giving speeches, and he said that, and I was sitting on the front row, and you know it would have been a classic picture of my jaw dropping. <laughs> and then a couple of years ago, we were up to uh, the press. Uh, my reliable press sources were saying 300 cases, and shockingly, uh, just recently. Uh, one of the people from a major gun organization said there, there was over a thousand. So what happens is, I mean, we had 50 years of no gun cases, and and all of a sudden now, 10 years later, there's a thousand. So it it shows that <laughs> it basically said, hey guys, you all have permission to fight this monster that's trying to take your guns a little bit at a time all over the country. That's that's brilliant. I I love that. And you know what? I mean, you know from the inside out, legal cases are not cheap. They're not cheap on your time. They're not cheap on the personal stress it puts on your life. They're not cheap on finances. And when you look at how much you went through, and then you're saying there's 75 cases, and then a few years later, 300, and a few years later, there's 1,000. Look at the resources that are being tied up. And I mean, I don't want to say wasted because we have to fight the fight, but wasted in the sense that why are we fighting against laws that are already infringing when the Second Amendment says very clearly, and it's the only one that says it, shall not be infringed. And make no law. And make no law. Wow. One above it. Now, here's here's where I think we really need where we could really make a difference, and I talk to every lawyer I talk about with this, here's the, here's the issue. When they knowingly say you, we're going to do whatever to violate your Second Amendment right, they need to be held personally responsible. Their, their veil of sovereign immunity needs to be pierced, and they need to pay the million dollars personally when it comes to that much in a case. Wow. So say that again. Who is it that would be held personally responsible? I'll give you an example. Keep and bear arms. Keep is pretty clear. Ignore bear at the moment. Keep and bear arms. Mm-hmm. Well, the city council says, we don't want you to keep arms. Guns are banned. Mm-hmm. They know, I mean, unless they're merely a... a, a the product of the D.C. public school system, they know what the word keep, K-E-E-P, means. But what is the definition of the word is? That I'm still stuck on that one, but go on, go on. <laughs> Let me call Slick. Yeah. He's on my Rolodex. <laughs> uh, but so what happens is when they knowingly violate that, and then it takes, they use my money to fight me, Yes. Spending my money to fight them, yes. and, and NRA money, and Second Amendment Foundation money, and Gun Owners of America money, and our personal money, and like you said, our life. When they when they knowingly violate that, and it it takes that much in our resources and our life, they need to be held accountable, and they need to pay that million point two uh, lawyer bill out of their pocket, spread twelve wide, the number of people on the council, it would be $100,000 each. I think they need a slap in the face with a wet diaper of $100,000. Well, and that would mean that those of us that want to protect and preserve and defend our Second Amendment would have to stop being in a constant defensive and uh, a defensive stance and actually go on the offense and finally say, Look, we, why are we defending ourselves constantly and defending the Constitution constantly? They should have to be defending their position that is not supported by the Second Amendment. And they've got us really snookered, I think. Well, I'm looking for the solution. So there, there's a case coming up. Uh, 
there's a couple of situations I've talked to lawyers about where the cities see the, the rules. There's the ni- section 1983 of Criminal Code Federal says that if the a municipality violates a citizen's individual rights, that they then have to reimburse for legal fees. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a case coming up where they did something egregious to some lady uh, in, in some process. I, it skips my mind at the moment. Sure. But there's hint of making the city council responsible in another city somewhere. And I'm going, yes, if we can just break through and make one city councilman responsible somewhere, then we have precedence. And we can go after them for everything they knowingly do. So we're saying going after them personally. City council members personally. Wow. So, and are you are you independently wealthy, Mr. Heller? Did you? Yeah. Let me ask my wife. Hon, yeah. Can yeah. I have some money for milk? <laughs> right. I need to go to the store. Right. Because if people if they've heard your name multiple times, they think that you are somehow imbued with you know gazillions of dollars just because we've we've heard your name and you're well known. Absolutely no idea where they got such fantasies. Yeah, and that's the thing is, you know, there but by the grace of God go every single one of us having to invest ourselves the way that you did. And how many of us will? And how many of us will throw our hands up and go, oh, but I'm just one person and I can't make a difference. And that is why I think it's so important to keep your your example freshly in our minds. And in that vein, we are celebrating the 10th anniversary. I don't know if it feels like to you that it's been 10 years but the 10th anniversary of your landmark case on Tuesday, June 26th, in front of the Supreme Court building, uh, we're going to have a rally. We're going to you know, bring some speakers out and celebrate and help people remember why this is important. That's That's got to feel a little surreal maybe, huh? So much of it does, yes. And you're going to be there, right? I am. I get to be one of the speakers. I am just beyond. I'm going to insist on it. You're Thank such a good you. Editorial. Thank you. Uh, producer. Um, yes, it's uh, Heller10, hellerten.com, hellerten.com for the 10th anniversary. And uh, Cruz will be there, a person that initiates uh, most of the Second Amendment uh, legislation out of the House of Representatives. Um, uh, Tom Massey, mm-hmm. uh, we expect him to be there. Um, a number of them have been invited. And then there's the banquet at night, and everybody will be speaking. And Matthew Robinson will be there. I am the majority. I Quit love blaming it. me. Remember that guy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. He's, yeah, he's fantastic. I can't wait to meet him. Well, we yeah, have, be... go ahead. Uh, he'll be speaking. How much time do we have left? We, we have to run. We do have to wrap, okay. unfortunately. But um, I'm so excited to have had the, a few moments to chat with you. We'll definitely bring you back on and talk about how the event went. But we definitely encourage everybody to go to, to say the, um, the website again. Heller10.com. T-E-N. Heller10.com. Listen, if everybody gets out and votes, if every gun owner would vote, we would have a landslide. That's all it takes. Amen. As little as that. Amen. All right. Well, thank you so much. I look forward to meeting you in person very soon, Mr. Dick Heller. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Stick around. We still have the Randy Rogers, Miss Randy Rogers coming up. Competitive shooter extraordinaire and the sales and marketing manager for CompTech Victory Gear. Stick around. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun? 
Absolutely. AZFirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. AZFirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. I'm Rob Morse from the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Each week we share stories about men and women who saved lives. Now I'm asking you to be a lifesaver as well. The Second Amendment Foundation protects our rights to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Today, they need our help. Please go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation. That's saf.org. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold Auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at pottygoldestate.com. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, we are glad you're here with us today. If you've missed any part of today's show, please be sure to check out our website for the recording. It's gunfreedomradio.com. Click the On Demand tab, and you can just binge listen to your heart's content, all 113 episodes. We don't hate it when you do that. Spend some time with us. Let us spend some time with you on your next long drive while you're working in the yard, cleaning the house. We really appreciate that because we know that your time is your most valuable commodity. And when you spend it with us, it's valued. You can also put a face with voices. We have a guest tab on our website and you can scroll through there and see all the guests that we've ever had on, little bios about them, links to works that they've been involved in. It's really a, grown to be an incredible resource and we appreciate it if you'd spend some time there. All right, well, our next guest is Miss Randy Rogers. She is a competitive shooter and sales and marketing manager for CompTAC Victory Gear. Randy has over 55 world and national titles in seven different shooting disciplines, including a gold and two bronze medals in IPSC World Championships. Randy is here today to talk with us about her journey into the world of firearms. Are you with us, Randy? I am. Yes, ma'am. Welcome. Welcome. I'm excited. You know, I've been running into you at events for the last couple of years, and we finally were able to align the stars and get you on here today. So thank you for finding the time. Oh, absolutely. I am honored to be on the show. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you. Um, So I want to kind of rewind the clock, you know, do that thing that they do on TV and take us back to how did you get into the world of shooting? You have clearly dominated everything you've put your hands to, but how did all that start? Well, you know, I love sharing this story and I love hearing other people's stories because so many people come into the shooting and outdoor and hunting industry from a lot of different backgrounds. And, and mine is a little bit run of the mill. I actually started shooting because of my grandparents. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandparents were big uh, shooters. They, they'd done some hunting and, and they were actually cowboy action shooters. Oh, wow. And I went to go visit them one summer and they didn't really believe in babysitters. So off to the range, we all went mm-hmm. and, you know, they let me shoot their little 22 Bearcat and I never did look back. I love that. See, one of the things that we like to do with this show is, you know, to think about legacy, to think about, you know, doing things in our lifetime that will uh, empower and impact our daughter, and then therefore she will help empower and impact our granddaughter. And here you are the product of the that kind of work that your grandparents put in, and I just love that. And so both of them, husband and wife, were both uh, competitive shooters in uh, cowboy action. Is that what you said? 
Yes, ma'am. Um, in cowboy action, you get to shoot underneath an alias. And so my grandfather is Evil Roy. And my grandmother, who is all of five foot nothing and weighs 100 pounds soaking wet, she shoots a shotgun under the name Wicked Felina. Ooh, I love it. Like in the song. Yeah, Marty Robbins. Very good. That's fantastic. I, you know, and the the smaller statured person, that's, you know, sometimes the other side that thinks they, they don't even understand guns. So they think that, well, women, we can't handle this tool. We're too small and frail. And then here you're saying Wicked Felina is as big as my pinky and rocking the world. I love it. I am so blessed to have her. It's It's been, you know, it was so funny. It was one afternoon that, you know, was just kind of by accident. And it's really just changed the course of my whole life. And I'm so grateful that it happened. Absolutely. Randy, welcome to the show. This is Dan. You just gave me a great idea. I have a three-year-old granddaughter and the Ruger Bearcat. That's it. <laughs> Thank you very much for that. <laughs> I love it. You are so welcome. And, oh, another, another option, because, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't very big. I was only 11. Um, I took a little Henry, uh, you know, Golden Boy 22, and they rested on the back of a folding chair. So your granddaughter, you can take her with the Henry right. Golden Boy as well. Nice. I, I will put that in the collection. I love it. So, you know, there's a lot more of we women getting into, you know what, I think we've always been there, because like your grandmother, she was there, you know, generations, a couple of generations ago. But we're being more visible and more vocal in the firearms industry. But for you personally, what is it like to work in the outdoor industry and, and for a holster company like uh, Victor, uh, Comtac Victory Gear? Well, you know, it's it's it really is kind of just a, a, a dream come true. You know, they say that if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. And right. uh, I am so blessed that I get to not only do I get to be a competitive shooter, but I get to work in an industry where I get to talk about my joy all the time. I get to talk about shooting and guns and holsters and, um, you know, competition and self-defense. And so the outdoor industry has, you know, I think you're right that women have always been there, but in the last like five years, mm-hmm. we've just really swelled the ranks, I guess. Mm-hmm. And we've, we've come into our own and, and there's all kinds of events like, you know, the NRA Women's Luncheon, and, and we always have, like, a mixer at different, uh, you know, the SHOT Show and the NRA Show. There are places where we can gather and share stories, and so it's just the people in the industry are amazing, and they've just made my life grow in so many ways. I love that, and, you know, when you talk about holsters, of course, conceal carry you know, men, they have, you know, they're usually wearing uh, some kind of a shirt and some kind of pants or shorts. We women, we dress in all different things. We've got skirts, we've got shorts, we've got pants, we've got, you know, uh, sometimes in the summer, we've just got spaghetti straps on. Like, there are all these different ways in which we can carry. And so that has definitely had to have impacted the industry you work in, the holster industry. Oh, absolutely. When I first started working for a holster company, um, I will admit that I never actually carried in a holster. I I was a purse carry girl. Mm -hmm. And it was the only thing that I thought that would service me in all of my different, you know, clothing options or kind of lifestyle options, whether I was at the office or the range or traveling. I thought purse was the only way to go. And one thing I learned working here at the company is that it doesn't have to be that way. You know, you don't have to knock it until you try it. And I found <laughs> that almost like clothing, like I swore that I would never wear yoga pants. Right. And then I put a pair of yoga pants on and I was like, oh, my gosh, you changed my life. <laughs> it's love. Yes. And I, I found that holsters actually kind of are the same way. Like you think, oh, well, I can never wear inside the waistband. You know, I've got a little bit too much muffin or I'm just not there. But ladies, you would be surprised if you try it and try a couple of different ones, it can change your life. Yeah, it really can. And it can not only change your life, it can save your life, right? (laughs) So Most importantly, yes, our lives and, and our families, all the people that we protect all day long. Absolutely. So I mentioned in your introduction, you already have 
55, if I'm even up to date, because it's been five minutes and you probably went out and won like four more world or national titles. <laughs> <laughs> but you already have a ton of titles in a bunch of different shooting disciplines. Um, what What's next? What do you got coming up in your, your competition schedule? One of the things that I'm excited about um, is that this year I was able to join the Ruger shooting team. Ruger, for the very first time, has had a shooting team. And one of the new things out in the shooting kind of circuit is this uh, pistol caliber carbine where you use rifles that are chambered in pistol calibers like 9mm. And Ruger has a great PCC rifle that is based off their very popular 1022 kind of rifle design setup. And so I want to shoot that in competition and see if maybe I could win a trophy with it. Nice. And when is that competition coming up? Do they have it dated yet? There is. They're, they actually shoot um, the PCC division in a couple of different competitions. There's an IDPA one going to happen in September and a USPSA one going to happen in October. So I got to get my practice boots on. <laughs> that's awesome. And you know, one thing that's so cool about um, the shooting sports and the competitive shooting sports is, um, and I am not a competitor, but I'm not afraid to try because from what I understand, there's really something for everyone. So even me, who's never shot competitively, there's some place for me to start. Is that right? I would absolutely agree with that. Not only is there a place for you to start, but you will be welcomed with complete open arms. And if you go to a match and you let people know, hey, you know, I'm just trying this out my first time, they they will give you the equipment off their belt and they will, you know, give you tips and advice and encouragement. And I have never participated in any type of sport or work or event where people are going to be so friendly and so willing to help you succeed. So true. I mean, that's just been my experience in this industry, period. And then I do understand because I know I've gotten to meet a lot of competitors like yourself and you're just such warm, open people and you're you're passionate about your sport. So you're excited to bring new people in and help them see why you love it so much. And as we wrap up, uh, just very quickly, how can people follow all of your work and find out more about Comtac and the high-speed gear that you sell there? Well, you know, there's a lot of great places to go. There, Facebook is always hugely popular. High-speed gear, which recently purchased Comtac, has a lot of really excellent products, especially when it comes to belts. I know ladies are always looking for good belt options. Mm -hmm. uh, they are very active on Facebook as well as on their website. And then you can follow my shooting career or any of the Comtac stuff through the Comtac website or my website, which is randyrogersshooting.com. And Randy with an I, right? Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much. I look forward to bumping into you at all the different events that we go to and following your uh, your PCC division uh, uh, competition coming up. Randy Rogers, thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. And I can't wait to see a, grand, a picture of your granddaughter shooting. So good luck to you guys. <laughs> I love it. All right. Bye-bye now. Bye. Okay, well, stick around. We still have an, another entire hour of Gun Freedom Radio with a great lineup of guests, Tina Martin, Sinekur, and Black Rifle Coffee Company's Matt Best in hour number two. Stick around. When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. 
Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, coins, high-end collectibles, to cars, boats, guns, and more. Get started today at potofgoldestate.com or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more information, visit potofgoldestate.com. That's potofgoldestate.com. Hey ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. Hey, this is Lloyd Bailey, the Armed Lutheran, host of the Armed Lutheran Radio Podcast, reminding you that the podcast you're listening to is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Check out all the great content at selfdefenseradio.net.